God has been so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen. He doesn't obey my commands, and we can't even bribe him with trees. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is the people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reintroduce God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whispers. Welcome to The God Whispers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. Not Bill Swirlo. I was wondering if you were going to say that or not. <laughs> I did. We are doing a Skype episode today because of kind of last-minute circumstances with us is the Reverend Dr. Al Culver, who is with LCMS World Relief and Human Care Ministries. Al's been spending a lot of time over in Haiti recently. Good to have you with us, Al. Well, thank you very much. If you want to call and leave a message on the God Whispers hotline, you can do so at 626-593-7713 or Manly Doctors 13. Bill, why don't you give the other junk? Uh, for our email address, you could uh, write us at godwhispers at gmail.com. And of course, we are on the web at godwhispers.org, which is the mothership for the podcast. I think we got it covered, don't we, Don't we, Craig? I guess so. I think we do. Uh, you know, th- this... I'll I, I tell you, this, this, has all the, this has all the earmarks of a really bad science fiction movie. You know, it's like where all the tech fails at once. It could be a disaster. So. Hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> given your, your, your technological prowess and mine together, anything could happen on this episode. Hey, I'm the uh, guy who invented we'll this go. thing, you know? I mean, this is, this is pretty amazing. Uh, but, folks, remember at home, you're not paying us. So you're getting what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, right. This, this is the discounted episode, but uh, but but actually, it's it's a serious topic today, and and I think we want to devote as much time as possible to uh, be, hearing be, firsthand from Al uh, what he has seen and heard uh, with regards to the relief efforts uh, that are going on in Haiti. So uh, maybe Al, if you could kind of bring us up to speed in terms of uh, where you've been and what's going on, first of all. Uh, Sure. Uh, Last Tuesday, we had a Mercy medical team that uh, departed the United States, and they flew down to Santo Domingo, and then they took a a vehicle to uh, Himani, which is on the border of uh, Dominican Republic and Haiti. And we arrived, uh, Matt Harrison, myself, uh, Carlos Hernandez, and a few other people arrived, and Glenn Merritt, I certainly can't forget him, uh, arrived uh, on Thursday. And it was uh, an incredible experience. I honestly didn't know what to expect uh, when we were before the trip. Um, First, uh, tell you just briefly what happened with the Mercy Medical Team. Uh, The Mercy Medical Team got to Himani at the Good Samaritan Hospital at about 11 p.m., And when they arrived, there was something like 150 patients, maybe 180 patients there with about three staff people. This uh, Good Samaritan Hospital was a 18-bed hospital that uh, the Baptist church built, the Southern Baptist. And they were certainly not equipped to handle 150, 200, 500 patients like they ended up doing. Now, were these patients? Uh, I take it they were transported in in some way from Haiti across the across the border, right? Is that that's that's correct? Uh, yeah. The 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 Dominican government sh- uh, closed the border between Haiti and the Dominican Republic. 
And what ended up happening was if a patient was injured or required surgery, the this hospital is the only one within like 300 miles or something like that that could handle surgery. And so they would be uh, brought in by vehicle, uh, sometimes by helicopter. Alan, one of the questions that I've had is that uh, the Dominican Republic and Haiti are on the same island. And I was curious if the Dominican Republic has faced much uh, devastation from this earthquake, because we don't hear anything about that. Well, I didn't see any evidence of damage in the Dominican Republic from uh, the earthquake. Now, we did feel a couple of earthquakes, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later, but we did have two earthquakes on in Humani, but I saw no uh, damage in the Dominican Republic. So, now, um, you yeah. mentioned this, these Merce, this Mercy Medical Team. Tell us a bit about that. How many people and where did they come from and their their particular expertise? Well, this uh, Mercy Medical Team uh, was made up primarily of uh, emergency room doctors, nurses, and EMT technicians. And uh, they were accustomed to having, you know, dealing with uh, difficult situations. We wanted an experienced team. And uh, they did a fabulous job. They came from uh, various places in the United States. And... Um, I think I think one of the guys was one of my guys was Pierre there Pierre Haubine? Yeah, I think he was. You know, I they split the team into two halves into ah. a nighttime and a daytime team, and I honestly uh, don't know if I met all of them because uh, we kind of served as the pastoral care team. Uh, in the debriefing, we certainly saw uh, the Mercy Medical Team, but I don't know that I actually met every one of them. I, I uh, got a picture remarked. the other day with uh, Pierre and uh, Matthew together there, so uh, that was really good to see. How how many? I read something like 101 pastors are over there. Is that correct, Al? 101 pastors. Yeah. You know, I I did not see that report. Um, I there's certainly not 101 Missouri Senate guys over. Are you talking about in the country of Haiti? Uh, no, I I got a email saying that there were 101 pastors over there with the LCMS effort. That's all that I got, but that's probably some bad information. So that's well, uh, or, or, you know, more okay. than I do, because believe it or not, I've been so busy lately. I haven't been reading my email and I haven't been reading any synodical uh, news that's coming out. So I, in a certain sense, I don't even know what's coming out of the uh, Missouri Senate's uh, official publications right now. Hey, uh, let me read. Uh, Pierre's email is really short here, but I know that Pierre was part of uh, one of those two teams with the Mercy Medical teams that you described. But I just got an email from him uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday, just a couple of sentences, but I, he's got some great comments here. Um, he, he says, got back Monday afternoon, uh, can debrief you with perhaps before choir on Thursday. Overall, an excellent offering made by a small group. In a word, it was a veritable festival of death with Jesus getting the last word on everything. Uh, he writes, the stench of death was literal in the main hospital, which was a clinic-made hospital. Uh, Matt Harrison arrived and stayed a few days before going on into Haiti proper. He led our departing devotion and prayers on John 11 and the raising of Lazarus. It was outstanding. All the stuff we've always talked and thought about. LCMS missionary pastors attending the dying, announcing the grace of God in Christ to many patients at all hours of the day and night. This was true disaster medicine 
with many who died and more who will die in the days ahead, as you know. Uh, and then he writes that world relief and human care did yeoman's work getting in there with medical personnel, food and pastoral care. Uh, and then he signs off. But those, those were kind of his little uh, shorthand observations from his trip. Well, I'm really glad to hear that and that he had a uh, positive experience from it. Um, he's absolutely right. It was it was a very intense experience. Uh, it's I believe that if our team had not arrived when they did, they our Mercy Medical team arrived a day or two before most of the international teams, and quite a few more people would have died had our Mercy Medical team not arrived on Tuesday. Hmm. Well, I know that Pierre has worked in the past with the the Mercy Medical team, and so he was, you know, he was right there as soon as the word got out that they were going to do something like that. Um, one of the questions that, well, there are a number of questions that come up is is uh, from your observations and the observations of Pastor Harrison and others that that have been there. Um, what are the what are the needs, and and how how are these things changing over over time as as uh, we're sort of settling into the aftermath of an earthquake rather than the actual earthquake itself. Right. In the in the first uh, two weeks, the first phase, you know, you have a large number of people who are injured, you know, crushed limbs, and a number of people needed to have amputations. There was kind of the immediate medical care, internal injuries, and so on. As we're starting to shift further down the the path, we're going to have see a greater need for food relief, clean water, housing, shelter, and then the general rebuilding of their homes. Um, in Haiti, even the homes that are still standing, the people are afraid to enter them because they don't know if they're structurally sound or not. Hmm. They, I, as I understand over there, that they have basically no building codes, and even some of their better buildings have crumbled. Is that correct? Well, you saw on the news, I'm sure, that the presidential palace yeah, completely yeah, that was one, yeah. so or was severely damaged in the quake. Uh, I think that's correct. And out of, you were over there for how long? Let's see. We arrived on Thursday, and we, I got in very early yesterday morning, just after midnight or so. Mm, so you've been there for a while. Have you seen anything that you would consider truly miraculous as far as people being recovered from situations that you think that uh, most people would say there's no way? Well, you know, where we were at in the camp, they the people were delivered to us. So we were not actually on polling people from the rebel. So we didn't see anything like that uh, in the sense of someone being miraculously pulled from the rubble and being surprised that they lived. Um, I guess what I, if what I thought was somewhat miraculous was the attitude of the people of how, um, for instance, uh, there's a photograph out there on our blog of a woman whose arm is amputated and she's smiling. Hmm. And, uh, you think how could a person who's lost their home probably had some family members killed and now she's lost her arm. How can she be smiling? That really does defy any explanation. I guess what I was really trying to say is were there people brought in that, you know, you've heard their circumstances and, and there's no way that they should have survived, but I'm sure there are probably more of those cases than not. uh, I would imagine I, you know, I think there's there were quite a few people who were saved there. It's it's miraculous uh, how I think our team got in there and 
they started working among all of these people providing the triage and care when there had been inadequate uh, supplies and staff right before that. Was, Do you have any basis for comparing uh, this relief effort on the part of LCMS World Relief with the tsunami effort a few years ago? Well, we were not in a position with the tsunami to send a Mercy medical team as quickly as we did. And in a certain sense, we have never done a relief effort this quickly on this sort of a scale. So if that we have built up capacity over the last number of years, and we are seeing the fruit of that development in this disaster. We have never been more prepared than we were for this disaster. Would you attribute so, so this is would would you attribute that readiness to things like Katrina and and uh, the other tsunami, the tsunami and other hurricanes and that sort of sort of thing? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, I'm sure you've heard uh, the story of uh, World Relief and Human Care. How you know, ten years ago we were predominantly a granting agency that took funds in from various people in the Senate, and we would redistribute them to other groups and other agencies that were doing the work. And over the last 10 years, we've shifted. We still give grants out to other agencies and to our partners, but we now have capacity to actually work in a disaster ourselves. And that's a change from the last 10 years. And a lot of that capacity developed as a result of Katrina and the tsunami. Well, what's the uh, what would be the advantage of doing that uh, to basically uh, have your own people there, our own people there, as opposed to uh, distributing money? Well, you know, there's a lot of fine agencies out there, uh, both secular and Christian, that do excellent relief work, and we cannot compete with like the Red Cross, you know, or some of these other large agencies. That's not our purpose or goal. Uh, you're not going to see us there with heavy machinery uh, pulling people out of the rubble, at, you know, at least certainly not right now. But we fill a unique position. These larger organizations are not necessarily uh, concerned with our local Lutheran partner churches. You know, we, we fill a niche, and we also bring a, an element of spiritual care that these other agencies don't. So we can go right in there, and we have partners on the ground. So we met with uh, President Kessa, and he can tell us, well, you know, our church has a great need here. We have a church compound here where 500 people are meeting, and we're, we're trying to feed them. Can you give us food? Can you come and provide counseling? Can you? And that, that's the advantage that we bring. Al, uh, I, I want to do this several times throughout this program. If people want to donate to this effort, how do they do this? Well, uh, you would go to the uh, World Relief and Human Care webpage, and you would hit the Give Now button. That, that page is at lcms.org? That's correct. Okay. And, and just Give Now. Give now to the <laughs> Haitian earthquake. That's right. It says right now on the, if you go to the LCMS webpage, it says Haiti earthquake, donate now. And you click the donate now and you're taken right to a form where you can donate and assist. And also, Al, uh, the, where, would, where could people turn to get uh, the, the best and latest information regarding the activities of LCMS World Relief and Human Care? 
Well, we have uh, on the Senate's webpage, there is a sort of a clearinghouse of information of all of the activities, the newscast uh, interviews and our activities. And then uh, both my blog and Matthew Harrison's blog have on-the-ground accounts of what's going on, which uh, – and we're about to go back to Haiti this uh, coming Sunday, and we'll intend to continue blogging from there. Now, I, I see uh, on my screen here, I see uh, your blog at uh, ABC3 Miscellany, right? M-I-S-C-E-L-L-A-N-Y dot blogspot dot com. That, that's a huge... <laughs> uh, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll uh, post this on the, um, on the show's podcast, too. So we'll post the link. Uh, so you just have to click it. What, what's, uh, what's Matt Harrison's, do you know? Well, Matt Harrison's is Mercy Journey. Oh, Mercy Journey. Dot blogspot.com. Mercyjourney.blogspot.com. And he also has some video uh, clips on there too, right? That's correct. That's correct. Um, any, is, when you went over there, and you are going over there again, uh, what are some of the dangers that the, uh, the Mercy medical teams face or the people who are going uh, to help? Uh, what, what are some of the risks entailed there? That's not often talked about. Well, you know, there's always uh, the chance that you could get some sort of foodborne illness or uh, and that those usually lead to some sort of discomfort. There's typhoid is quite common uh, in Haiti, as is uh, hepatitis A, and all of our team members are vaccinated against those things. Uh, there's, you know, the single most dangerous thing is actually ground transportation. So driving on the roads is a very dangerous uh, overseas experience. But apart from that, we uh, actually experienced two small earthquakes or two tremors. And uh, when the first earthquake hit, we had, I was actually up on a roof of the hospital building of trying to fiddle up with some satellite equipment to get an internet connection. And at that moment, I knew I needed to get off the roof. <laughs> the roof is not a good place to be in an earthquake. Uh, we, we know that in California. All right, too right. Well. <laughs> and uh, some of the patients then started jumping off the second story of oh, the hospital gosh. building. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And a one, one man fractured his pelvis and, and then needed additional treatment. Uh, so then later that evening, there was a second earthquake. And this was at night, and most of the medical teams and the people in the house were sleeping. And one of the doctors was up on the second floor, and it woke him up. And he tried to jump off of the roof of this uh, house we were staying at. And we we're all yelling at him, don't jump, don't jump. And, you know, the last thing you need is a doctor with a broken leg. Yeah, right. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, was, was, that the, was that the first time you ever experienced an earthquake, Al, or uh... – it was the most intense earthquake I'd experienced. Mm. Yeah, those some of those aftershocks were up in the sixes, I think, uh, if I recall. I don't know how how uh, from your distance how intense they were, but uh, <laughs> I, I kind of wonder for us uh, California dwellers how intense uh, the aftershocks would be for us if we'd freak out or just kind of say, oh, "Just another earthquake," or not, you know? Because we we get well, so used I, to I, them out here, we're kind of numb. Uh, Unless think, if it's well, a real rock. The thing also is that our our building is a lot different. You know that that our, our building codes, uh, our buildings are reinforced concrete and and the like. And oh yeah, they're they're made to withstand quite a shake. Uh, Japan is even better. Japan gets gets shaken rather violently. It's amazing 
uh, how well things stand up, but they're engineered to do that. But uh, I think one of the great sadnesses in Haiti is you have this this island so close to the prosperity of the U.S. and 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 really, you know, you look around. There's a lot of tourist uh, regions around there, and you have this island in just abject poverty, uh, in in the least position to absorb that kind of an earthquake. I mean, it just, it wiped out their whole political structure too. Well, in all honesty, I did not even realize Haiti was in an earthquake zone until this earthquake struck. I mean, my ignorance of geography, I guess. But um, well, as I understand it, that that that's a fault that hasn't uh, hiccuped in two hundred years, and that's never good. Uh, you know, we we get the occasional little little burp around here, and and most people uh, view that as a good thing because it it supposedly re- relieves stress on these fault lines. But if you have something that hasn't moved in 200 years, when it moves, it's really going to move. And, uh, but, uh, you know, they, they they seem to be in the least position to absorb such a thing. Um, which of course led to some horrendous theological speculations. Do you want to comment on any of that stuff? Like the, 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 the stupidity of Pat Robertson or anybody Well, else? Yeah, you know, it, that's actually a, a pretty interesting thing because, um, you know, you have Pat Robertson's comments and where he uh, said they committed some sin or needed to repent or something along those lines. And then uh, after that first tremor, uh, all the Haitians, uh, it got very chaotic Um the patients uh, were tearing off their bandages and ripping out their IVs and trying to get out of the buildings. And we, they finally got settled outside and all the doctors and nurses had to come back and re-triage all the patients because you didn't know what additional injury they may have done to themselves moving. And this Haitian man somehow got a bullhorn and he climbed up to a high spot in the middle of the camp and he's shouting out at them that the end of the world is coming and, you know, they're going to be swallowed up by the earth or something. And it's starting uh, to create a little bit of a, a chaos. And uh, I think this is on Matt's blog or Carlos wrote about it on one of the blog posts on mine. And there was this New Yorker who spoke Creole, and he told the guy to shut up. And <laughs> the whole crowd started clapping, you know. <laughs> and, and wouldn't we all like to say that? <laughs> that's, that that's, that's great. You know, I mean, the fact is that earthquakes and those kinds of natural disasters, so-called, are considered sort of uh, signs or the, as Jesus puts it, I think, interestingly, the birth pangs. Uh, they're, they're the groanings of the old creation giving way to the new creation. But that's a slightly different message than the end of the world is coming and you're going to get swallowed up by the earth. But well, wouldn't that, have, have that right. New Yorker been embarrassed if Jesus returned right then? <laughs> well, <laughs> he'd still say, Jesus would say, shut up. You know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but, you know, it, that was sort of the setting. You know, people were... Uh, they didn't know if the end of the world was coming. And speaking of birth pangs, I don't, you were comparing it to California earthquakes, but the, when that second tremor came, or that first tremor came, it the earth groaned. It made a sound. It sounded oh, wow. like the earth was crying out. And I had never heard that before. You know, we had like a little five quake in St. Louis and just everything shook a little bit, but there was no noise. 
And here, the earth, it sounded like thunder. The earth was groaning. Oh, my goodness. As, as I understand it, uh, the Richter scale is kind of a logarithm where every point on the Richter scale is something like 30 times more powerful. So the difference between well, it's a, a 5 and a 6 is something like 30 times. Bill, you probably know more than me because you're a numbers guy. But Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an order of magnitude, so, so 10 times. I, 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 so, uh, uh, yeah, so each, it's not linear, so... so uh, each one is ten times that of the one before it, mm. and uh, if if it's on a base ten log, but uh, yeah, it, <laughs> so the difference between a six and a seven, or a seven and an eight, is enormous. Right. Uh, and that that was a large earthquake by any standard. Was it a seven you point? That, you put. What was that? Seven point one, or was it higher? I, I didn't get the la- I didn't get the latest number. It usually takes them a while to uh, to arrive at what the actual number is. Uh, the the that that doesn't come out immediately, but I, I heard something in the seven one uh, range. But uh, um, how, is is there any truth to that thing that Robertson was 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 spouting about? Uh, you know, they'd cut some deal with the devil to uh, liberate themselves from the French. And you know, I can understand wanting to liberate yourself from the French, but uh, <laughs> that, that 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 struck me as kind of an urban legend sort of thing that that he was talking about. Uh, did do you have any insight on that? Yeah, I, I don't think he, he quite got the story right as far as that goes. Um, Never does. No, no. Um, Although he's a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, when you look at Luke 13, uh, which is the, the text for disasters, you know, you have uh, the you know, the Galileans whose blood is mixed with the sacrifice, you know, and you think what a horrible thing. And then Je- the point of comparison, Jesus tells the parable of the fig tree. And uh, the, key, the key word that keeps coming around is that you have to repent. And I think the earthquake for me re- is not about that the Haitians need to repent, but, you know, it could be us. And we need to repent, and we need to repent for neglecting Haiti. You know, this is a sign to wake us up. Uh, it's not uh, punishment for them. Now, uh, Tomas Bernard, one of the Haitian pastors, he was asked this question about did the Haitians sin or what was the cause of it? And, and he said, I don't know why the earthquake happened, but what I do know is that when Christ died on the cross, all of the Father's wrath was taken out on him. And this mm. earthquake is not with the Father's wrath, for that was taken. That was born by Jesus. Good for Nicely him. Said. Very yeah, good. No, that's yeah. <laughs> that that needs to be heard. I think very very clearly. I I, I hope that uh, that's repeated many times over. Uh, I, I think one it, of the. It, it, yeah, I'm sorry, Bill. It's, this Skype thing is making us goofy here. I I think one of the questions <laughs> that I would ask Pat Robertson is why not us. Instead of, you know, they made a deal with the devil and now they have to suffer. We all made a deal with the devil when we fell. And, well, we, we you know, made a why deal not with us? The French, though. Oh, no, and see, that's, but, but we made a deal with the French. That's, that, that's really even, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but, uh, well, Robertson has been known to do that, though. He has this transactional view of everything. So it's a kind of a quid pro quo. Uh, God did this because they did that. Uh, he did that with Katrina. 
And uh, I think he he likes spouting off. He did that with Indonesia and the tsunami too. So uh, this is this is kind of part of his mode of operation. I remember back when he prayed a hurricane around his compound there in Virginia or wherever he is, and and you know he was praying that the hurricane would miss them and hit everyone around them basically. And it's oh what a godly thing. Hey, we're out of time on this uh, this half of the program. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the God Whispers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. I'm Bill Swirla. <laughs> and with us is the Reverend Dr. Al Culver, who is uh, part of LCMS World Relief Human Care Ministries. What's your official title there, Al? Well, my official title is the Executive Pastoral Assistant to the Executive Director of LCMS World Relief and Human Care. That's a, a long official title. That's Man, quite a that, mouthful. That doesn't fit on a business card. There, there's just, there's no way that that fits on a business card. Does that have an acronym? Does that have like letters that you can abbreviate? You, you know, I never got into government work or NASA, so I, I don't do the acronym thing. Uh, I just go executive pastoral assistant. Beautiful. Now, I, Beautiful. I know you, Al, as Matt Harrison's right hand. That's basically what I know you as. Yeah, the, that... guy, the guy that Matt Harrison works with. <laughs> well, uh, I, I do whatever needs to be done, and uh, when Matt says to do something, I do it. <laughs> there you have it. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I, I need somebody like that. I, I haven't, I'm still looking. I haven't found anybody like that. So um, so you guys, how long have you been uh, – uh, what, what length of time have you been in, uh, in Haiti and, and Dominican Republic now since the disaster? Well, we got down there on Tuesday. And uh, so let's see, that was a little bit, a day less than a week after it happened. Uh So that's got to be about the quickest we did. That's when our Mercy Medical team got down there. And we arrived, uh, the assessment team and the uh, pastoral care team arrived on Thursday of last week. Uh, You mentioned... you, you You're mentioned going back again, right? Oh, this is great. We're just talking right <laughs> over each other. We can't can't see each other, so we're just talking right over each other. You should other. see what um, I'm you, doing you right now. You're going. <laughs> go ahead, Craig. Talk. No, no, go ahead. It's all about you. Go on. I insist, it's, Craig. It's no, the Bill Swirla show. Go on. <laughs> That's true. It, it is. You, you said you said you said you're going back, right? We are, um, and our schedule is actually kind of crazy. Um, First, our mercy, we have another Mercy Medical team that is departing on Saturday. And uh, Matt Harrison, myself, uh, Glenn Merritt, and Carlos Hernandez, as well as uh, John Edson from our, the Board for Human Care Ministries, are returning on Sunday. Now, uh, Matt and I are uh, getting to Miami via Minnesota, where we leave for tomorrow. So, and how long are you going to be gone again? How long are you going to be there? We will be out of St. Louis from tomorrow through next Wednesday night. And then we start, uh, we have uh, our board meeting on Thursday, which uh, no doubt the Haiti will be a big portion of our report. 
And if you're lucky, you'll miss that. <laughs> Happiness is a skip meeting as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, I, I would not mind, but uh, we, we must uh, do what we have to do. Yeah, seriously, Al, you, 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 you'd rather be in Haiti than in a board meeting, wouldn't you? Go ahead, say it. Well, uh, I, I would love to miss a few more meetings. Oh, there you are. <laughs> that's good. That's a that's a, a God whispers moment right there. <laughs> but uh, you, you were during the break we were chatting a bit. You were talking about pastoral care, and uh, and really that's that's I think a key component in uh, what uh, Matt Harrison's group is about. And certainly our uh, member Pierre, who is there, uh, mentioned the uh, preaching and encouragement that he received as a. Uh, as you know, he's an EMT guy. So, uh, but uh, that meant a lot to him. Uh, can you talk to us about some of the pastoral care issues that are going on? How these needs are being met? What's happening? Yeah. For, first, I, I have to mention uh, Pastor Ted Cray, who's a missionary in uh, the Dominican Republic. Uh, he's uh, just an excellent pastor, a pastor's heart, and. He uh, introduced me to the pastoral care that's going on at that hospital in Good Samaritan. Uh, we arrived about 11 o'clock on uh, Thursday night, and uh, most of the team, after some brief introductions, went to bed, and um, I wanted to see the camp, and Ted said, well, I'll take you around. And then he says, well, do you mind going to see the patients with me? And we must have gone from about 12 midnight to 4 or 5 in the morning visiting the patients in the hospital. And I don't know how many we saw, but we saw all of them in the critical care unit. And uh, Pastor Ted Cray, you know, was going there. And if they didn't speak uh, English or Spanish, he's fluent in Spanish, uh, he would either find someone who could speak French or Creole to them, or he would just pray with them in Spanish. Mm. And uh, Haiti's a, a predominantly Roman Catholic country. I don't know what the percent, I've heard it's as high as 80% Roman Catholic. And they respect their priest. And this is kind of a, an interesting story and maybe a, a good lesson for us. Uh, there were a number of Baptist pastors at this hospital and, and a few other uh, pr Protestant uh, pastors as well. And they typically wore T-shirts, you know, maybe, you know, uh, Hope Baptist Church or Berea Baptist Church or whatever on their T-shirt, and they might have had pastor on the back or something like that. But uh, no one went to them. They were all looking for the guys wearing collars. And, <laughs> nice. And there was one Roman Catholic priest, and then there were, you know, a bunch of us Lutherans wearing collars. Mm -hmm. And uh, so even when you couldn't speak the language to a patient, they would see your collar and they'd reach out. They'd want you to touch them. They'd want you to pray with them. And when you said amen, they said amen. You know what's interesting, Al, is after 9-11, I was in Connecticut at the time. I spent about two months going back and forth to ground zero. And I'd go down there in my collar and people would always gravitate toward me away from the Calvary Chapel guy or the Baptist guy or whatever because they knew who you were. They knew what you were there about, whereas the other guys, you know, they, they really didn't know if they were actually pastors or just some guy with a religious T-shirt on or something like that. It really is powerful that way. Well, what was really funny is uh, we were in the compound one day, and the Baptist pastor came up to us because he saw that we were pastors, and he wanted to know what 
you know, who he had to report to because he was a pastor. <laughs> so, so you guys were pretty easy to identify seeing as how you were dressed like pastors. Um, you know, I, I wonder, Craig, uh, in, in our context, if we had some massive earthquake, and one of these days we will, um, whether uh, those of us who spend most of our days in clericals uh, might not suddenly become very visibly useful. And uh, the guys in the Hawaiian shirts and the T-shirts might be taken less seriously at a time like this. I don't know. But, Pretty uh, interesting. There's something about, a, something about a disaster that uh, brings a little bit of focus into people's lives. And you say, you know, I want somebody that looks like a minister, please. And uh, <laughs> so what you're saying is that that symbol was a very important one. It was. There was another, after that first tremor, uh, there was a disturbance there in the camp. There was a chapel that they had converted into hospital uh, space. And there was kind of a disturbance there. And uh, Carlos Hernandez is with me, and we're kind of kicking back in the, in the compound across the street. It's been a long day. The sun's starting to go down, and uh, we're just kind of sitting there resting. And Carlos actually had his collar off at that moment, and I still, for some reason, had mine on. I think I was just about to take mine off. And all of a sudden, this nurse comes running into the house, and she goes, I need a pastor. I need a pastor. And she saw us. She goes, come with me. There's a disturbance. I need a pastor who can help calm people down. And so Carlos immediately put his collar back on, and we we rushed over there, and uh, we were called upon. But they knew where to find us because of how we were dressed. Hmm. Interesting. That's really amazing. Uh, if you could paint some more of the visual images of when you first got on the ground, what is it that you were seeing, and 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 you know how how disturbing was it exactly? You know, I mean, how how chaotic was it, and and. If you could just kind of talk about that a little bit, Al. Well, you know, it, it was a uh, it was a long drive from Santa Domingo to Humani, and we when we finally got there, the hospital was was actually pretty active. You know, they were shifting between their night and day shift, but they were pretty active, and you saw large numbers of uh, you know beds and their hospital beds. Not the right word; it's more like a cot, and with people with hooked up to IVs, and uh, it was orderly, but it was very busy, a, a large number of people. Um, and they had these uh, like trailers set up, which were sort of the critical care units. And they had two ERs. When we arrived that evening, there was a mother who had been in the earthquake and something fell on her and it killed her baby in her womb. And uh, the doctors were going to have to do surgery that night to remove the baby. And that was going on right when we arrived. Uh, it was just a very busy place. Now, I spent that most of that evening with Pastor Cray going through and looking at the patients and seeing the compound. And that morning, just before we went into Haiti, uh, a doctor came out of the, the hospital and he saw me wearing my clerical. And he looked at me and he said, there's a man in there. There's nothing else I can do for him. He's going to die in a short time. And... Um, He's uh, can pastor. Can you go in there and pray with him? Hmm. And so you did. Yes. <laughs> That's a, any any baptisms. Well, um, we did not actually perform any baptisms. Uh, there was one occasion where uh, we were actually in Santiago, and uh, Carlos Hernandez. Um, 
Almost. Uh, he was very, uh, I don't want to say the word tempted because uh, that's, uh, it's not a bad thing. We just weren't sure what the best pastoral care would have been. These two street boys came up to us and they were wanting to shine our shoes. And so we shined their shoes and Carlos uh, did what he always does with his kids or his grandkids. And he goes, uh, well, you know, stay in school. And he's speaking to them in Spanish. And he says, stay in school. You know, uh, do you take care of your mother? And then he goes, well, do you go to church? And uh, one of the boys said, well, no. And the other boy says, well, not in a long time. And then uh, then the, the one boy who was shining my shoes, he says to Carlos, he goes, well, but I believe Jesus is my Savior. And I just wish... I hope someday to be baptized. And uh, Carlos, uh, Carlos is like, he wants to be baptized, dudes. He wants to be baptized. <laughs> and uh, uh, we we kind of talked it through amongst ourselves, and we we decided, you know, just because we really didn't understand the circumstances and what would be the best thing to do, we said, well, we asked him, well, do you have a church by your, where you live? And he goes, oh, yeah, there's a church right by me. And we said, well, why don't you go talk to the priest? And uh, the boy said he was going to. I don't really know uh, what uh, ended up happening in that situation. But uh, Carlos definitely wanted to do a baptism at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me take a break That's here a, for a yeah, second, that, guys. Uh, I, I just want to make sure that I give out the website one more time here, www.lcms.org, and go to the LCMS World Relief and Human Care Ministries there, and be sure and donate. Be generous. Uh, good work is going on here. Okay, that, that was the plug there, guys. So uh, go back to the uh well, the and also the, 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 other, the other blog sites, too, um, and that is... Uh, uh, Matt Harrison's at mercyjourney.blogspot.com and also uh, Al Culver's uh, site at ABC3. I have no idea why it is that. Miscellany. Uh, what do you try to communicate there, Al, exactly, with ABC3 Miscellany? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I You know, I, I couldn't come up with a very clever name, and uh, I wanted to talk about miscellaneous <laughs> things, you know, uh, Ah, okay. Well, the, yeah, and you have succeeded. ABC3 Miscellany, M-I-S-C-E-L-L-A-N-Y, for those of you who flunked spelling, uh, .blogspot.com. And uh, we'll, post, we'll post all of that on our uh, podcast website, too, as links, so you can click directly to that and uh, get some of your impressions and your firsthand observations. I, I those kind are very valuable. I kind of feel um, like this is a PBS Drive here or something, so I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. If you don't give money, you're stealing the God Whispers right there. They're like stealing TV. <laughs> you're stealing the God Whispers if you don't give money. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe we so need to... You just have to click... You just have to click the donate now button, right? That's right. Yeah, that's that's right. Well, maybe we gotta get you guys hire you on to be our fun developers. <laughs> you oh will, yeah, that that'll. That, we could raise you tens of we dollars. Could, we could, we, yeah, well, we could. We're we're, we're donating. Uh, we're donating all the proceeds from the swag store. <laughs> but that's gonna go nowhere. The um, I, I have I have been under the impression, and it may be somewhat informed by um, misinformation, but uh, that Haiti spiritually is a kind of a, a strange mix of Christianity and the occult, 
and uh, you know, there's voodoo and some other things going on there and stuff. Um, your observations of how this plays out when people are faced with a disaster of this magnitude, and I'm not talking the Pat Robertson thing now. I'm just talking about you know, the people's primary theology and where they reach when their life is literally just taken out from under them. Well, you know, at the hospital, there was there was uh, this person at the hospital, a, a woman who had lost just about everything you can lose in this life, uh, family members, you know, body parts. Uh, she's smiling and she says, you know, I lost everything, but I still have Jesus. And we heard that sort of a confession frequently. Wow. That's powerful. <laughs> you don't, you know, I, I, I didn't hear much of that on, uh, on the network news. That's why. Although I did see a thing where I think it was the Sunday after the earthquake, they were showing on the, the network nightly news. Um, and, and they were, they were rather astounded at this, but people worshiping uh, in the open air or in the streets and being very celebratory about the whole thing and not understanding how these people could be happy and smiling and they were celebrating the fact that they were alive. There, there, and, was, uh, there, there was another story also about a lady who had been trapped in the rubble at a bank for, uh, oh gosh, I think it was six or ten days. It, it was a very long time. And her husband was there, and he said, I know she's alive. I know she's alive. And they finally fished her out alive. She had broken hands and everything. And when they pulled her out, she was singing a hymn. And, you know, where do you find that? That's just amazing. Well, even after that uh, sec that tremor we felt, uh, a number of the patients started to sing, singing hymns. And uh, they were, you know, praying to Jesus to deliver them and have mercy. Wow. Uh, how about how about the people who go to to help? You know, people like like uh, Pierre, our friend, or something like that. Uh, what what sort of spiritual issues do do they encounter? And and uh, the pastoral care of the relief workers as well. I've got to imagine that's an important thing. Well, you know, I've never seen personally a disaster quite like this. And you know, I know medical professionals are trained uh, to you know, remove themselves slightly from the situation so they can continue to function. But I don't believe most doctors in America are used to seeing people as injured or so many people dying in a short period of time. And that takes a toll on the medical professionals. One of our medical team was there and a patient died right where she was at and it took hours to remove the body. And so she has to keep working around this body of this mm -hmm. person what, on other patients because there's, and that sort of a thing is not what uh, physicians and doctors are accustomed to in the United States. No, that's amazing. I, I, I got to imagine that there are wounded people coming in kind of around the clock, especially in the earlier days. Is that pretty much the case? Well, our our camp, you know, I, I uh, mentioned this in a blog post. It's sort of like MASH. You know, remember how the, the television show MASH would open up? You would see the, the hills of uh, Korea or should I say Southern California and then the helicopter coming in. Well, this was our camp. You saw the mountains, the hills, and you saw helicopters coming in and dropping people off. Uh, and that was going on throughout the day, both military and private helicopters. Hmm. Uh, LCMS, you know, you, you, go, go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. Al, you mentioned that um, the, uh, 
you know, the, the, the situation changes as, as, and it's changing even now because uh, most rescue has probably ended. Although even yesterday I, I saw the news where somebody was pulled from wreckage uh, even as late as yesterday. But um, there's going to, I have to imagine that this is going to be a long-term involvement uh, with Haiti and with Port-au-Prince and everything. Uh, what does uh, LCMS World Relief uh, does? Does your office um, have any long-term plan as to what what's going to be done um, six months from now, now or a year from now? Well, you know, in a when there's a disaster response, there's uh, usually the the first phase, the initial recovery phase, and the emergency treatment, and then there's sort of an intermediate period, and that's what we're actually entering right now, and then there's the longer term recovery. And you asked earlier, what's the role of uh, LCMS World Relief and Human Care compared to some of the other agencies, you know, like the Red Cross and so on? Well. When we were in Humani, just towards the end of our stay there, the Red Cross was pulling out. They were moving on to something else. And these big boys, they come in and they do this immediate recovery work, and then they're gone. And so one aspect that we provide is we're still there. You know, we are still uh, finishing up tsunami relief in Indonesia after how many years. Uh, you don't see the Red Cross there any longer. So that's part of our Lutheran accompaniment, the fact that we are there with the people. And we are developing longer-term plans. I have to imagine that also builds longer-term relationships, too, so that uh, you, you actually have the kind of... Um it's the kind of context and environment where not only can you speak the gospel, but uh, you also have an opportunity to uh, to you know worship together and and to to be a part of their lives and that and that that's got to have a a big impact in terms of being able to teach people the Christian faith and to encourage them in that. Uh, that's that's absolutely. True. You, you reminded me of a story from Indonesia when one of the trips I visited there, uh, we went to this village that had a few Christians but was predominantly Muslim, and uh, we had helped build some temporary shelters and some longer-term shelters with them. And uh, after the kind of the little presentation ceremony of uh, the new latrines and all that great stuff that we were there for, uh, this Indonesian man who was Muslim came up to me and said, um, why did you do this? If it happened, if it were reversed and we were in your position, we would not help you. And that gave an opportunity to confess the gospel and say, well, because of Christ's love for me, we love you and we want to help you. Hmm. And that's one of the things these sorts of disasters allow us to do. This brings up a good question. I know that Haiti is not the only thing that LCMS World Relief is up to. What other things are you working on at the same time as all of this is going on? Well, you know, when this uh, disaster in Haiti struck, we were actually uh, getting ready to for the March for Life in Washington, D.C., and Matt Harrison was scheduled to be the preacher at that event. Hmm. And the because of the disaster, all of our plans had to change, yet we still had a group of people uh, with Maggie Carner who went to Washington, D.C., and uh, John Pless uh, filled in splendidly in Matt's absence, but this was all because of the disaster. That was just in that week alone. Wow. And and you guys are involved also in Kenya in some ongoing projects, aren't you? 
Yeah, we have we have been involved in Kenya for a while. We have a, a long-term project that we're working with uh, Concordia Lutheran Ministries out of Pittsburgh, which is an RSO uh, called the Thousand One Orphans, and the goal is to take care of a thousand orphans in Kenya and. Uh, then once we have a thousand cared for to take on another thousand and we're just in the initial phase in fact i'll be going out there in february to meet with uh concordia lutheran ministries to talk about expanding the program into asia into the philippines and into india to take care of orphans and uh other children in need it's been uh, very successful so far how long do you expect to have uh, personnel on the ground in Haiti? Do you guys have uh, any idea? Well, what we're planning right now is uh, the reason we're going into Haiti to Jacques Mal this weekend is to establish a sort of uh, a field clinic, a field hospitals uh, too ambitious to say, although I suspect there might be still some amputations going on, but uh, a field clinic and a feeding station. Um, you asked about what are some of the things to expect coming up next. Well, right now you don't hear of too many people starving, although the, uh, you're hearing calls to bring food into Haiti. The people are moving out of the cities and into their uh, eating the bananas and the papayas and the other, you know, edible plants around them. And in the coming weeks, those will be exhausted and there will be a great need probably for food, rice and beans. And in fact, um, Glenn Merritt just released $75,000 to buy rice and beans in the Dominican Republic and have them shipped by sea to Jacmal. So that's going to be part of our ongoing care is uh, in the small way that we can through the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Haiti to provide food for not only uh, the members of their church, but their neighbors as well. Haiti has a long history of governmental corruption. Uh, have you guys had to deal with that at all? Or are, I understand that uh, most of the relief agencies have been kind of working around the government, not going through the government to distribute things. Have you guys done that also, or how does that work? Well, right now their their government is basically non-functional. Um, what last week the U.S. military took control of the airport in Port-au-Prince, and uh, that was a great thing because it restored some order. So. Um, Right now, uh, that government is not functioning very well, and it's the NGOs and the U.S. military and the U.N. that are essentially um, helping to distribute aid at the moment. You know, it's almost like you, you wish you could just kind of get everybody off the island, bulldoze everything, rebuild everything, and put them back. It's kind of like, like, you know, <laughs> how you clean out a closet or something like that. It just seems to be, but you can't do that. It doesn't, it's not possible. Um, Al, how can uh, people in our churches who hear this or who read things at lcms.org, um, how can they help? What are the various avenues for help? Well, you know, um, it, it may sound trite, but certainly pray for the people of Haiti and pray for the relief workers who are going down there. Uh, you can certainly donate. Uh, we can always use uh, funds to help support uh, our work in Haiti and our work in general uh, of providing uh, mercy and relief uh, to the world. So people can donate both directly to Haiti, but also just in general to LCMS World Relief uh, for the variety of projects that you have going, right? That, that's correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I understand that uh, you uh, that that is very highly rated. Your organization is very highly rated in terms of money going directly to the causes that uh, are are being collected for. Well, we we try to keep uh, administrative costs and fundraising as low as possible, and uh, we we certainly can't guarantee a hundred percent because you someone has to uh, write the checks, pay the bills, and do the work. But uh, we try to keep it as uh, we try to be the best stewards we possibly can. LCMS World Relief is self-funded, correct? Uh, we are self-funded. We uh, do not receive. Uh, a subsidy from the Senate. Yeah. So this is why well, we need to get Let me ask you just a, a <laughs> personal, personal question on the way out. I know we don't have much time here, but uh, just kind of pastor to pastor and, and uh, reflecting on these things. How has this kind of work and especially the Haiti work uh, affected you personally? Uh, does, it, does it kind of, uh, um, I don't know, change your outlook, change your perspective? Well, it, it does. One thing it makes me is more thankful for what I have. Uh, I'm very thankful for my my family, and I I try to imagine how what it would be like to see my son or my daughter with their arm amputated. How I I'm very thankful for that. What I have, I think uh, a lot of Americans who go into such initially feel guilty, and uh, I guess where I've come with that is I now realize that. To be guilty for what the Lord has given me is to reject a gift he's given me. The real issue is how do you use the gifts he's given you and how do you use them to help someone else? It doesn't do anyone any good to feel guilty for what the God's given you as a gift. Yeah, guilt, guilt never fed anybody who's hungry. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Al Culver from LCMS World Relief and Human Care Ministries, thanks so much for being with us. Once again, the website is www.lcms.org. Go to the LCMS World Relief Human Care Ministries page and donate generously. Thanks, Al, for being with us. Well, thank, thank you, you very much. God bless thank you. Thank you, and God bless you guys. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine.